Rise and shine. It's butt-whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. And Christian Peck Dimmitt. Do you want to keep this job? Shut up, listen, learn. The region's only local sports talk show. Discussing it all from the preps to the pros. What time is it? Dance and Simulcasting on AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. Streaming online at nwksradio.net and the Rockingham app. They are everywhere. The Blitz is presented by the Insurance Agency, the Farmer State Bank in Oakley, the Cowboy Corner Express, and Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell. Stop what you're doing and listen. On a step back three. He got it. Dawan Harris with a big time trifecta. And KU doubles its lead. Here's a steal by Timberlake. Up the floor, Nick. To the cup. A two-hand monster jam. McNair with it. Back to Tyler. To Kaluma. Arthur, a left side three. Yes, he got it. Arthur Kaluma, what a shot. He's got 16 and three threes. That's six for the Cats. And it's 66-64. Holmes, bang for the end zone. Wide open, cut. Touchdown, Kansas City. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, 16 yards on a seam up the numbers, and Kansas City has its first lead of Super Bowl 58. McKinnon is in at running back, first down and goal to go. Play action fake, right side throw, touchdown! Kansas City, McCole Hardman, McCole Hardman with the catch on the right side. A three-yard touchdown pass in overtime. Kansas City wins the game, 25-22. And good Monday morning, everybody. It is the Morning Blitz on 1025 U-Rock, AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. Hope you had yourself a great weekend. There's got to be a lot of happy faces listening to our show this morning after what transpired last night with the Kansas City Chiefs. Winning Super Bowl 58 in overtime, 25-22. Christian Peck Dimmitt was alone by himself watching the final moments of that game. Ah, How was the weekend, my friend? Good morning. It was good. Uh, the team that I wanted to win the Super Bowl did not. Uh, the, the, well, you hey. won it? You won it or predicted Wanted or predicted? I can't remember what I predicted. You predicted. To be for, you took 49ers. You. you took 49ers. I heard you. They are also the team uh, that I wanted to win. Sorry, Chiefs fans. Uh, but to be totally honest, I wasn't. I was more rooting for a good game than I was a particular winner. Uh, and so that part certainly uh, came true. We got an excellent ball game, and you know what I'm going to say. Good Lord put breath in my lungs again this morning. And so there's not really anything worth complaining about a good weekend it was a nice super bowl that's for sure very entertaining uh i should say the second half was entertaining the first half Mm. was not i felt like that's that super bowl win for the chiefs mirrored the season for kansas city if you think about it there were a lot like the first half turnover penalties not able really to score, really hurting themselves uh, in certain situations. If can't say the the defense though keeping him in the games, and then by the time you know getting to the end, getting to the end, making the enough plays at the right time to win 
the Super Bowl, which to me was almost like a mirror of the season for the Chiefs, if you think about it, Christian. They stumble around off and on throughout the regular season, struggle to really get going, then they find their footing when it matters the most in the postseason in order to make the Super Bowl. It felt very similar. You get what I'm saying? It felt so similar to how the season has gone did that Super Bowl 58 performance from the Chiefs. Not exactly just amazingly smooth to begin the game, and really it wasn't until maybe halfway through the third quarter where things started to kind of click and start going in the right direction for Kansas City. And that's kind of the way the season was. Yes, there were peaks and valleys in a long, you know, 18-game season. But, you know, it seemed like when the playoffs came, they had the right things to, to, to get the victory. And I felt like that was just, I felt like that, that Super Bowl win was so parallel to the way the season had been for the Kansas City Chiefs uh, this year. I, just, I don't know, it, just, it was so interesting to see that. And uh, yeah, 25 22, the final in overtime, Kansas City with the victory. Yeah, I hadn't even thought, to be honest, about that parallel, but I do like it, to be honest, if it was truly. Uh, an accurate parallel it probably would have taken until the fourth quarter for them to do anything at all offensively. I know Chiefs fans were sweating probably more of the regular season than they weren't, but you're exactly right. This, this is a team that was that had no business being anywhere near this game, and they just made the right plays when they needed to. They made winning plays, largely Patrick Mahomes, made the plays he needed to when the team needed it. And it felt like every time they had their backs against the wall, it was either him scrambling and creating something or physically scrambling and running to go like on that fourth down to make a huge play with his legs. And it, it it's a story as old as time. And if time is the last six years here in Kansas city and that being when they need a play, Everybody trusts Mahomes, who trusts himself, and he always seems to come through. We'll have more on this game, I'm sure, uh, coming up here uh, in this uh, program. we got a full show ahead here on the Morning Blitz. As always, get your thoughts and comments in uh, throughout the program. would love to hear from you. 785-899-2222, number part of the Morning Blitz. We will also have a chance to win from the Kansas Lottery here as we have 10 uh, prize packs to give away of the X-Cash Instant Tickets. The X-Cash Blitz Instant Tickets to give away here on the Morning Blitz today, so make sure that you are listening. It is a Monday, and it's time for Weekend Winners and Losers. There are two kinds of people in this world. There's winners, and there's losers. Which ones were which this past weekend? I want winners. Loser, you're a loser. It's the Weekend's Winners and Losers on the Morning Blitz. So I've got multiple winners and multiple losers. I don't know what Christian has. I don't confirm with him. I just know he needs to show up with his homework done. And so uh, anyway, Christian, lead us off with our first winner of the weekend. To be honest, uh, my losers are a little bit lacking. I do have multiple winners and multiple losers, uh, but the losers are are smaller ones. They're kind of fun ones. Well, one of them's not too fun, but they're, they're a little shorter. Uh, and one of my winners, I'm sure you can guess, and we did talk about it a little bit just now, so I'm going to punt that one uh, so that we can separate <laughs> here the conversations, and I, I 
think I'm going to go. You might, you might as well just go with it and just finish the conversation. Any it's thoughts too that late. You had. It's too late. I've already oh made gosh. my decision. We're going to go with a weekend winner, which is a well-deserving one, the Colby Eagles, Colby Eagle Athletics. Uh, were excellent this weekend, and I even thought about giving this one to Colby Eagle fans because they had plenty to cheer for. And obviously, three wins across the board, well, two wins, boys and girls basketball, and then a second-place finish at regionals for the girls uh, wrestling team who uh, played and competed this Saturday. Uh, is is very good, but the fans had a ton to cheer for with a triple overtime boys win on Friday. So you can kind of give a joint weekend winners to the physically the Colby Eagles who did the winning and played great this weekend or to the fans who had a ton to cheer for. Lady Eagles wrestling was in Scott City. That's where the regionals were held. They had uh, a two fourth place finishes, Corey Good and Morgan Hills. And then Aspen Sharp took second in the 100 weight class and up at 130. Surprise, surprise, Amanda Yeager, first place in the region. Overall, the team uh, finished as regional runner ups. Incredible season for them. Very, very good start to finish. And obviously, the boys uh, regionals aren't until this coming weekend, but a, a great little cap there to the team portion of the season and a couple of individuals here going, I believe, to states. Top four finish, is that? That's uh, correct. Top, correct four, that? top four goes to state. So four Lady Eagles headed to state. Congratulations to them. Hugely important uh, and, and good, good weekend for them. And the boys and the girls basketball teams followed suit and grabbed some wins. Uh, and we're going to start with the girls game because uh, it was, of course, a good win for Colby. And uh, really, you know, what you wanted this weekend, you take down uh, a Dodge City team. And it was really a blowout uh, from about the end of the third quarter. Uh, this game was more or the end of the first quarter. Excuse me. This game was more or less over Lady Eagles. Turned it over three times, I believe, in those first couple of minutes and uh, weren't looking too great. A little bit of a back-and-forth ball game in the final couple of minutes of the first quarter. And then the entire rest of the ball game was all Colby. They ran away with this one a career night from a couple of Lady Eagles, particularly Bren Stanley, who had a monster ball game for Colby. Congratulations to her. Uh, she was matched up against Aisha Potts who just signed with Colby Community College. Potts will be playing for the Lady Trojans basketball team starting uh, this coming season. She's a senior this year, and Brent Stanley did a great job against her, and uh, very nice to see her performance, and uh, it, it, capped off, or it capped off or totaled, encapsulated a great ball game from all of the Lady Eagles who put together a nice performance, and uh, it was a little bit overshadowed excitement-wise by the the boys' team, and uh, that game went to triple overtime with Dodge City, and I can pretty confidently say that is the most exciting ball game I have ever broadcasted, Colby or otherwise. Not only did it get to triple OT, but it got there via multiple 
uh, buzzer beaters and, you know, late buckets. And it was trading big shot. If you name a player that touched the court really for either team, they put in a great play for their team down the stretch. It was a ton of fun to watch. And the it really kind of went back and forth where the Red Demons probably thought that they should have won that game in regulation. The Eagles probably thought they could have won that in overtime pretty handily. Uh, instead, it went to double or trip. It went to triple overtime. The double OT was pretty back and forth, and then triple OT was all Eagles. Uh, Dodge City did not score in that triple OT. As hey, OT as hey, can you blame them? They kind of ran out of gas there, and it, looking all across, I think there was one substitution by Dodge City. Throughout the three OTs, it was six in total, but mostly five players played for the Red Demons, five for the Eagles, and they were gassed by the end, but they just kept putting in big buckets, and there was a great crowd there uh, for Colby on uh, a cancer awareness night for them, which was big. The Lady Eagles, their whole team, wore pink socks. It was Northwest Kansas Foundation for Hope Night. Lots of uh, Eagle faithful in the crowd wearing pink and a big uh, Colby crowd in the event center, and they had a lot to cheer for. I would say so. A triple overtime game would certainly uh, make things entertaining. That's for sure. No doubt about it. And very nice wins uh, for Colby Eagle basketball. I want to piggyback with my first weekend winner uh, off off the Lady Eagles wrestling. I want to give a shout out to all the ladies who qualified for state wrestling from our listening region. That'd be 17 different ladies qualified from seven different schools. Christian named the four from Colby, but there were multiple other ones. In fact, Oakley had a better weekend than Colby did on the mat. The Lady Plainsmen were your regional champs. They had five ladies place in the top four and qualify for state and four, and sorry, if you pardon, three of them were regional champions. Kylie Hodges at 115, Callie Wagner at 155, and Octavia Kane at 170 were regional champs for Oakley. And then you had Abigail Jackson at 130 and Brooke Smith at 190, all qualifying for state. So Oakley was your regional champs. They beat Colby by four and a half points in the final team standings to finish in first, and they send five ladies to state. Uh, other state qualifiers from the regionals this past Saturday down at Scott City. St. Francis sends two, and Cheyenne Labarge at 115, and Madison Siegfried at 120. Rollins County will send three ladies, Maggie Holly at 120, Jay Dottie at 140, and Avia Brent at 145. And then some single qualifiers from individual schools, Hoxie had Josie Bell going at 125. Kyra Sowers will go from Decatur Community at 110. And Goodland's Destiny Gonzalez going back to the state wrestling room when she's been uh, every year. Uh, at 140 pounds, she goes back after finishing in second place to join, of course, the three, the four ladies up there at Colby. But 17 ladies in all, in totality, uh, going to the uh, state wrestling tournament this upcoming, or sorry, that's not this next week. It's in uh, just over, what, week, 10 days? 10 days they'll be going to that. I believe it's at the uh, in Salina at the Tony Pizza's Event Center. But a uh, great all-around weekend. 17 different ladies qualifying for the 4 through 1A state wrestling tournament. So there you go. My first winner of the weekend is the state, state wrestling qualifiers 
uh, for the ladies this past weekend. 17 different ladies from seven different schools. On to your next winner of the weekend, Christian peck Dimmitt, since you said you have a long list. I don't have a long list. Uh, I said the opposite, but that's okay. We've got a uh, Chiefs winner of the weekend, and it's a pretty obvious one. It's like I said, we've punted it so we can separate those conversations. I want to ask this question. Who is the biggest winner for the Kansas City Chiefs? Who is it? Is it Mahomes? Is it Andy Reid? Is it the Hunt family? Mm. Is it just Chiefs fans? Who are who is the biggest winner? Because there's a lot of winners when it comes yeah. to the Kansas City Chiefs. In your opinion, who is the biggest winner of all? That is a good and, and, question. And it doesn't have to be, be anybody honest. I named. It doesn't have to be anybody I named. I'm just curious. Cause I was thinking about that because I knew we would bring this up in the show, and I thought we all know the Chiefs are winners, but of the Chiefs, who is the biggest winner? That would be my question. I'm going to go uh, with a person that the, the immediate logic that went to my head uh, is a little flawed because it's a reason that I'm about to give that I don't actually like. Uh, but I think it's Patrick Mahomes for the reason that he now gets put in. I don't know if you've seen this. You can't go anywhere on social media without seeing Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady comparisons. And I was going to go on a little rant about how that's ridiculous and he's still a dynasty and a half away from being even in that same conversation. Uh, but to be honest, you, when com- comparing where Brady was at this point in his career and where Mahomes is right now in his, it is looking favorable in terms of a juxtaposition between the GOAT and Mr. Mahomes. Again, to be very clear, I don't like these comparisons. I think they're premature. I think they put undue pressure on still a young man who is realistically an all-time great already, but n- not close to that level. That being said, I think it is indicative of just how great his career has started and another Super Bowl win, another Super Bowl MVP, and this one, like, Uh, maybe even to a greater extent than the couple before, uh, is largely on his shoulders offensively. Obviously, uh, this is far, far, far and away the best defense he has ever played with. To hold a San Fran team in extra time to 22 points, that was basically a juggernaut all year long, is wildly impressive and hey, it just encapsulates how great that KC defense is and has been for this season. But Mahomes had a lot of pressure on himself within this offense. It is uh, not the talent level that he has had throughout his career around him, and he still found a way to win. I think this is his most impressive Super Bowl yet. And if I had to pick one, I think it would be Mahomes as the winningest winner of the weekend for KC. I don't know where you're going with that, though. I I think he probably is the winningest person of all. Um, Three times he's won a Super Bowl. He's won the MVP every single time. He no doubt led them down the field when it mattered the most and made huge plays. I got to give Andy Reid a lot of credit because 
they really they changed some things up. You know, they really had a tough time getting Patrick Mahomes, you know, doing what he does best, which is extending plays. Give credit to San Francisco. They did a great job being containment on him. Then they did something that I just love to see. You know, if you watch the three three very big plays where Kansas City needed a first down or needed to get that touchdown to win it, they went to these option style plays where they fake to the running back. They get Mahomes. They they run option off of what Bose is doing, and either you know he keeps it or he throws it out in the flat. And they did that about three times in the second half. And those were the plays that really won Kansas City the game. And so. Give credit to Andy Reid for for figuring that out and, and Matt Nagy and all those guys. But I, I don't think you can probably go against the fact that if you're just talking Kansas City Chiefs, the biggest winner of this of this whole deal was Patrick Mahomes. Three Super Bowl championships in before the age or in uh, before the age of thirty. He's twenty eight years old. There's a good chance, you know, if they keep this group together, he can win another one before he's thirty or out of it before he even reaches thirty, possibly. Or he could be just at 30. And, you know, they were talking about this last night on SportsCenter. They were just saying, you know, if you think about it, most people thought, you know, Tom Brady would never be caught, you know, with those six Super Bowl rings. Well, Mahomes is halfway there, and he's not even 30. And with the way the NFL's played, he could play till he's 40-something. That's just the way, if he wants to, he he's, he's on a great pace. Now, that doesn't mean that he's going to get that done. I mean, certain things can pop up and happen, but... He definitely is a winner of I think he probably is the biggest winner because of how young he is and how much he has accomplished and and the and he is a good percentage of why they are having so much success. I do want to get to the text line though. They do have some good ones. Uh Michael Texan should be Spags because the whole Chiefs fandom were calling for his job the last three years. He no doubt had a fantastic season, and the Chiefs, no doubt, defense helped them stay in this game like they did most of the season. While the offense struggled and sputtered, as we've talked about multiple times, and listener Mike, this one's the best, and he's right. The winner of the weekend, or the winner of them, is actually the NFL and Taylor Swift because it's all about the money. <laughs> Mike's right there. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Appreciate that. So yeah, that's Thanks the truth. Thanks for that depressing note. But it's there. the truth. But it's true. Mike's it's true. Mike's right on. He's right on there. Yeah, I, I know. I just I want a different. I just want a different spin on the Chiefs, and I I would agree. I think it is Mahomes. You know, they, they beat San Francisco 25-22 in overtime. And, yes, but the Chiefs, and I, it's funny to hear them talk because, you know, they, they've said it out there. You know, they want that three-peat. And the, the, there's been teams that have won back-to-back. Nine have done it. But no one has ever won three in a row. And that's what the Chiefs want to do. And we'll see. They're, they've got some decisions to make in the offseason, in the draft room, and in free agency to better up, sure up their offense a little bit more. And they're going to have to replace some guys on the defensive front, uh, and, and that's going to be hard to do. We'll see how that all goes. But it's uh, no doubt, I, once again, I always remind people, if you're a Chiefs fan, I hope you're enjoying these moments because they're not going to last forever. And, and, and I just hope that they're sucking it all in and enjoying soaking in the sun as much as you possibly can because this, these, these things are short-lived. And, you know, they're, I'm not trying to be negative, but there will come a time you know, where things will dip down again and it won't be the same. So I hope everybody that's a Chiefs fan enjoys it as best they can. Coming from a Nebraska fan. That's exactly right. fan. Appreciate the winning <laughs> while it's there. It may seem easy. At this point, especially after you won this year, and come on, I mean, <laughs> I know, with your easy. eyes closed and a tie and a hand tied behind your back, uh, the hand being uh, Kadarius Tony, uh, it 
it is not easy to win in this league. And uh, yeah, take advantage of it while it's here. It's a big deal to win like this. And I think every Chiefs fan is well aware of the dynasty they're in the midst of. Do you have another winner, a quick 30-second one, or no? If you're out, I have one uh, more re- just if a- you don't. Go with yours. I have a winner of the weekend, and this one's just kind of a fun one. But yesterday, I ended up tuning in and watching because everyone's wanted to see if Caitlin Clark would set the all-time scoring record for women's yeah. basketball. Well, anyway, Iowa had Nebraska beat in Lincoln. They were up 14 in the fourth quarter. Nebraska comes back and wins in, in regulation 82-79. They didn't allow Caitlin Clark who was eight points away from setting the record when the fourth quarter began a single point in the second half. This was a double victory for Nebraska women's basketball. The world was watching. The world was watching to see if Caitlin Clark would do this. I mean, they had a countdown thing. They had her stat line posted the entire game. It was all about Caitlin Clark. And they had it won. Iowa did. And they peed it down their leg. And so it's a humongous win. It's a humongous win for Nebraska women's basketball because you it, it, it's a double win because not only did you beat the number two team in the country in come from behind fashion down 14, but you didn't allow Clay, Caitlin Clark to set the all-time record against you. That would have drove me nuts as a coach. I would have been like, she's 38 points away. Gosh darn it, she better not break the record on our floor. I don't care if we double team her and we get beat by everybody else. She ain't setting the record on our home floor. I would have said that. I don't care if everybody was there to watch history happen or wanted to see history happen. It ain't happening on my floor. That's what I would have said, and I think that was a double win. I got a quick note on this. I know we're already, as usual, over time on our first segment here, but... I don't know if you're aware of this. Nebraska is heavy under fire uh, for what was a bad look for Lisa Blutter, the Iowa head coach. Oh, that was great. Who who came through in the (laughs) press conference. For those of you that don't know, after most college basketball games, they do a little presser, and as much as it may look different, it is almost always the same room. And first the away team comes in and does their thing and airs their grievances. And then so that the way they can go catch their flight, go back to, in this case, Iowa. Then the home team comes through, same room, and they get their little, boy, we felt great tonight and just got to stack it together, team win, blah, blah, blah. That was not the case. Uh, Nebraska kind of broke conduct there or an unwritten rule, and they were, I guess, the first team uh, to do their little presser. And in comes Lisa Blutter, who was, of course, not in front of a microphone, but in a room filled with microphones. And uh, this is certain four-letter words. This is BS. That You know, this is stupid. You can't be doing this. Uh, and then, of course, made light of the fact that Nebraska did something that was is directly against uh, an actual <laughs> written rule, which is play noise during the other team's shooting. They, uh, while Iowa was shooting free throws throughout the game, they were putting noise up on, you know, playing a little GIF sound or putting music over the loudspeakers. And of course, that directly resulted in a. <laughs> yeah, and that directly resulted in a. You want to know what? That was Clark played after a misses. missed Caitlin Clark free throw. The official mm-hmm. grabbed the ball and bounced it right back to her. The, the sound effect was finishing as she shot the second one. And the funny thing is, they asked Caitlin Clark. Ms. Clark, was there? Were you distracted by the sounds that were 
that were playing during the during your free throws or ever some that or what sounds? She never no, heard. She's it. a pro. <laughs> she's a pro. She she's gonna say that she didn't hear it or she wasn't noticed. Uh. She didn't notice it. But regardless of whether or not it actually affected or whether she said it did, they broke Nebraska broke broke both an unwritten rule and a written one. So I was unsure if you. Uh, we're aware of that or had a response to it. Saw all the talk, couldn't care, couldn't care less. Saw all the talk, (laughs) couldn't care less. I think it's bogus. A win is a win. It's a win. Quit complaining, Lisa Bluter. You're a you're a sore loser. Uh, Yes, that's all it is, Lisa. Yeah. If nothing else, bad look at everyone all across. No, it's a bad look for Lisa Bluter. It's bad. That, exactly. That's exactly what I mean. It's it's, it, it's a worse look. look for her in the post game that is for Nebraska playing the sound effects. It's a worse look for her sitting Which there and is complaining. Oddly enough, true. That is the truth. Okay, we got to get to a break. Uh, by the way, we could I could go on about Caitlin Clark, and I'm sure I will as we get Florida. I, there's something <laughs> of, I I have nothing against Caitlin Clark, but it's the way the media covers it that drives me nuts. All right, we will get to that another day. Uh, let's get to a break. We come back. We got weekend losers, and oh, I've got some good ones. I can't wait to get to these losers next in the morning blitz.